here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.9 FM in Port Elizabeth. Here's another wonderful South African that we thought we wanted to touch base with. And her name is Edwina Makamata. And she's a founder and chairperson of Tusanang Enabling Support Services and Tuso Kibutu. And uh, they do something really, really amazing. And I think um, it's more the, the the people that we want to highlight. Because some of these services, one just doesn't imagine, you know, that there is this kind of need. But the need is so great. When I looked through their profile, I thought to myself, of course, this kind of need is, is absolutely critical. Edwina joins us now on the line. Edwina, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pamela. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolute pleasure. Edwina, talk to me about what Tusanang Health Restoration is. Tusanang Health Restoration um, supplies medical consumables um, solely to persons with disabilities. So the idea is to simplify and take off the burdens, you know, off their shoulders because, I mean, they're dealing with a disability and they shouldn't deal with, you know, the wondering of how to get medical consumables. So we ensure that we deliver those to the doorstep of these um, disabled people all around South Africa. Mm-hmm. And and this this came about because you yourself are now currently disabled, correct? Yes. Hmm. Talk, talk to me about your journey. When when did you, you know, get the disability? It, it, it is a car accident, so you're not born that way. But when was it? This was 2010 um, when I had a car accident, which then broke my spine and left me a T12 paraplegic. And um, from there on, um, in the challenges that I encountered, mm. um, I then decided, you know, I need to pave the way for other disabled people so they don't go through what I've you know, gone through. What were those challenges, Adwina? Those are challenges like um, accessibility to yeah. medical consumables because yeah. that was really, really a challenging and an embarrassing battle, you yeah. know, when you don't know where to access these consumables. And, you know, these are things you cannot live without as a disabled person. So we're talking about things like catheters. We're talking about things like um, um, ostomy products. You know, things that you need on a day-to-day to survive as a disabled person. And, you know, when you, you cannot access that, you end up going to pharmacies and you end up having to try and explain yourself. You know, then you end up taking out things to try and demonstrate to say, oh, hey, I'm looking for this. Yeah. So we're trying to avoid that from happening, you know, by just uh, packaging a three-month uh, worth of consumables that we deliver to people in South Africa to their doorstep. So, so what, what was, I mean, before you came up with this, what was the logic? Do you, were you expected to go to the clinic to replenish all the time? How did people manage before this? Yeah, um, you go and you stand in a queue at a clinic or a hospital mm-hmm. and you're expected to, you know, get these consumables. But in most cases, mm. the problem is people don't find the right mm. sizes or maybe you'd be queuing on that um, a queue for, 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 for a long time, mm. from morning to afternoon, and, you know, only to find that you don't, you don't run out. get that stock yeah. because they've run out. So those are the kind of problems that we're facing as disabled people. Not only that, but also the challenges of, of um, accessibility, which then, um, you know, stops us from being independent you know, in our own rights and, and for us to live our lives fully. Yeah. 
as disabled people. Because what I'm hearing is, yes, we, we can park the idea that, you know, the cost of it all, but there is just the practical <laughs> bit, the fact that you've got to be queuing all day, meaning you're you're losing out on hours and time of your work day, for instance, and, and sometimes it's just not being able to find them, not so much even just the cost, but they just aren't mm-hmm. accessible. Yeah, but I do want to speak about that cost. Talk to me about that. It's really, really expensive, mm. you know, just being on a wheelchair. Mm. Because, you know, I know I know when I was able-bodied at some point in my life, mm. you know, I would see, you know, people on wheelchairs or disabled people and be like, well, they get a grant, so they're well taken care of, mm-hmm. you know, without um, keeping in mind mm. the amount. Mm. I mean, that amount is so little. Yes, we understand our government is doing the best that it can, but... Being disabled is very expensive. Mm. Um, just accessing or obtaining that wheelchair mm. is a large amount of money. And now, if you don't have those kind of funds to be able to, you know, purchase that wheelchair or that assistive device yourself, you have to rely on a hospital or on a, on a, on a state hospital mm-hmm. to order that wheelchair for you. And then you wait a longer period before accessing it. So that stops your life. You know, um, and and also if you're going to purchase it from your pocket, it's a lot of money. You know, it, it's worth it's, it's, it's almost as though you're buying a car. <laughs> Edwin, I mean, give, give us a sense. Give us yeah. a sense of what that cost sounds. What is it? What is it? Well, a every range. wheelchair, every assistive device is different. Yeah. According to the person's Needs. injury, right? Okay. It's yeah. custom made. Yeah. So now, for a person like myself. I need an active chair because mm-hmm. I'm an active individual. Okay. I'm going to be looking at something between 50 and 80 grand to get that chair. Wow. Wow. And we haven't touched the consumables and things that you can't live without wow. as well. You know, so that is, Edwina, that is the reality what, of being disabled. So maybe educate me a little bit with what is an active chair? When you say because you're an active person and you need an active chair, what does it mean? It does, is it more flexible? Yes, it's lighter, it's okay. flexible, and you know, it, it allows you to be independent. It allows you to, you know, dismantle and assemble yourself uh-huh. in, in and out of the car, um, in and out of, you know, anyway. So, so, so that makes your life easier. Without, you can carry on with your life without requesting assistance yes. every time. I must say, I, I never imagined an 80,000 rand bill. I'm, you know, I thought I had an idea. I just, I, thank you so much for that education. Edwina, listen, somebody wants to talk to us. Let's just take that call uh, because I think they, they want to just talk to you. Um, um, Mlamuli is calling us from Durban. Good afternoon, Mlamuli. Uh, good day, Pamela. Good day to your uh, um, visitor day as well. Yes, good day, Mlamuli. Uh, hi, Mlamuli. Hi. Hi, I'm actually a private nurse practitioner. I do wound care and uh, we deal with a lot of incontinence uh, yes. in terms of catheters and uh, providing such things for patients. Mm-hmm. And just to concur with what she is saying, it's actually very difficult for patients to get these things. Mm. I currently work in the private sector mm. and uh, it's not all medical aids that are able to provide patients uh, with disabilities and even patients with, that need some of these incontinence products. Mm. Uh, so like generally you'll need about two boxes a month mm-hmm. and each box is about a thousand rand um, mm-hmm. for like colostomy bags. Mm. And then sometimes medical aid does not cover the full cost and patients have to pay out yeah. of their pockets. And it's yeah. even worse with government because uh, at government they only keep a certain type of bag mm. and each person is different and you need a, a specific product for that person. Mm. 
And for government people, it's very difficult because sometimes even get patients who don't have medical aid. Yes. You'll have to look and see in donated stock what you can find for them. But it's actually a, a, a very big battle, uh, especially for patients uh, with, with the disabilities to get things for them at home. Even patients mm-hmm. that we see for wound care to yes. get products um, like their walking frames, to get products like wheelchairs. You think that it's simple for patients with medical aid, but mm-hmm. they're still... There have to be motivational letters upon motivational letters written yes. just for wow. patients to get yes. these things that are a necessity for them. So wow. it actually is a, a battle for a lot of the patients. I really appreciate you calling in. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give you both a chance to answer this question. So, I mean, if, if, if it's that hard to, to, to get um, the medical aid to, to buy into this, mm. why? <laughs> is, is it a silly question? Uh, well, we, we, that's the question we ask ourselves. It's the question that we ask ourselves. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for shedding some light as well, Dame Lamuli, uh, and your contribution. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank Ed- you so much. Edwina, I mean. You know, all the motivation I've heard, I've heard about the motivation letter upon motivation letter to just justify what is uh, not, you know, I don't think anybody wants to claim to be disabled. Look, I don't know, but it it can't be that you will be claiming for for something um, that you don't really need. Why? Why is it so hard for for the medical aids to just uh, because it would be if 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 this is something you're going to need regularly, um, one would then imagine you would treat it like a chronic medication. Yeah, it is chronic, but you know we've been fighting as well from our side as as disabled people and disabled organisations to say medical aids, hello, you know, uh, I'm disabled for life. Yes, you know, I'm permanently disabled. I'm going to need to go uh, for physical for therapy life. sessions. For right? life. For life. Yeah. Because now you get medical aid asking you, so when is this person going to recover? It's Gosh. not happening. Gosh. And that is the battle we are, you know, we find that, you know, we are dealing with because now you can't keep explaining the same thing over and over. So medical aids are just refusing to meet us halfway. You know, what we reiterated and motivated is that, you know, treat it as chronic. Mm. And once you treat it as chronic, then it falls in the bracket mm. of, um, you know, cancer and other yes. chronic diseases. And then, you know, it's for, it's for life. You can assist us. But it's really, really tough. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, in fact, I, I would cringe at the fact that you keep asking this person every time, to explain to me again, justify to me why you're disabled. I mean, that, that is quite an infringement in itself. Exactly. And it's not that they don't understand paraplegia or quadriplegia, or they do. But I think, you know, in a way, it's a tactic. And I think as a society, maybe we need to gather and corroborate. And, and, and maybe fight this battle together because alone as mm. disabled organizations mm. we cannot. Mm. We need the whole you know, society to help us. Listen, thank you so much for shedding all the light that you have. I really appreciate it and, um, and thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you so much, Commander, for, for inviting me through. Absolute pleasure. Edwina Makhamata, he's, she's a founder and chairperson of Tusanang Enabling Support Services and Tuso Gimot. I'll give you the details of that particular organization in a short while.